Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here, and I want to be a blessing to you today as we go to the book of James, James chapter number 1. And let me say before we start, thank you for listening, and thank you for the feedback I get from time to time, folks saying they're listening and enjoying this, and I sure hope that it is a blessing. And we're just giving some simple truths out of the Word of God, just a little shot in the arm every day, and I hope that it'll be a help to you. James chapter 1 today, verse number 19 and 20. We're dealing with a subject today that... eh, it's like a dagger in the heart, boy. I'm telling you what. Here's what the Bible says. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. Hold on a second. I'm going to go have an um, altar of prayer. <laughs> let every man be swift to hear. Because my wife tells me I'm the worst listener. Swift to hear. Slow to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of god i'm just going to tell you straight up this has been where i have had to battle my whole life and god has helped me with it he has helped me with it but i still need help with it swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath somebody said that the book of james is the new testament proverbs I could see that. James is a practical book, probably one of the most practical books in the Bible and probably the most practical book in the New Testament. And this text, verse 19, is a great piece of advice, something I need to heed, something you need to heed, something this whole nation needs to learn. Because this is a verse that speaks of things that we are all well acquainted with and tells us where we go wrong in the way we respond and in the way we react. He says, be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. But notice how the verse begins. The verse begins with the word wherefore. And it is a Greek word. Uh, it is a Greek word that means in so much. He said wherefore. And what he's saying is because... In so much as ye have been born again, you're a child of God, you're brethren. He used that terminology earlier, I think it's verse 16, beloved brethren, born of the same womb, is what that word means. James is saying, because you've been born again, wherefore, because you're brothers, because you're part of the family of God, you need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. What he is saying, and I really wish our churches could get a hold of this, that God's people are supposed to be different. And I'm not talking about weird. I'm not talking about, you know, I think some people take that um, peculiar people a little bit too far. There's a fine line between being worldly and weird. And I don't believe in worldliness. I believe in coming out from among them and being you separate. I believe that. But there's also a, a balance. And, 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 and God's people being different, it's not necessarily talking about us looking weird and acting weird. It's talking about us 
having the right response to, to things. And a lot of times those that uh, are so strict in certain standards have no standard for their mouth, have no standard for their uh, temper, and have no standard for what they how they listen. And so what is he talking about here? Bible talks about Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I'm gonna tell you what I've seen. I'm forty seven years of age, almost forty eight. I'm gonna tell you what I've seen. I've seen people that have had a little list of rules and regulations and self made righteousness that have used their little list to excuse their nastiness. Some of the meanest people I've ever met in my life are folks that would not dare uh, wear a certain amount of clothing, a certain type of clothing, or wouldn't dare smoke a cigarette, or wouldn't dare listen to a country song, but they're just as mean and hateful as they can be. I'd much rather hang around a man if he's going to smoke a cigarette, but be kind to me and have the love of God in his heart. You You can take that for what it is. But I'm going to tell you something. Just because you got a list of rules and regulations doesn't make you a holy person. Independent Baptists are the world's worst of, of not living out this light, this verse. Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And that's what we need to exhibit character-wise as born-again believers. So let's talk about it for just a second. Swift to hear. Swift to hear. One of the reasons, one reason for poor, the poor quality of Christianity in our day, because modern Christianity is not biblical Christianity. And one reason for the poor quality of Christianity today is the dullness of hearing. I ain't, I mean, there's not many people want to listen. Most people want to be heard. It's, it's like I, I've seen a few folks who, uh, made a profession of faith, and then six months later, they think they know more about God, the Bible, and the church than a preacher that's been preaching for 30 years. I mean, they've, they've only been in church six months, but they've got more, they've got more knowledge than everybody. Going to go straighten everybody out. That's a person who's not swift to hear. There never, now, there never comes a time in our life when, when we've learned it all. I mean, I've been saved 42 years. And I, I, I've been preaching since I was nine years old, 28 years. Uh, excuse me, 38 years. Lord have mercy, time's flying. 38 years, been preaching 38 years, been saved 42 years. And I, I still have a lot to learn. Dr. B.R. Lakin said, about the time you know something, you have to die. And what he's saying is you never get too old to learn. And so there never comes a time in life when we've learned it all, but especially if you're a new Christian, you need to have a listening ear. The Bible talks us being, talks about us being babes in Christ, as newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Well, how does growth come? It comes by faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. And so a spiritual babe, and not just spiritual babes, but all spiritual people need to strengthen their faith by hearing the Word of God. You know, if you study over there in the Old Testament, when they were sanctifying the priest, they would take the tip of that priest ear and they would sprinkle it with blood. You know what that's signifying? That he needed to hear from God 
before the people heard from him. In other words, we need to be listeners. We need to be listeners spiritually, but boy, we need to be listeners physically. And my wife, she gets so angry at me sometimes. I think it's gotten better since I got my hearing aids because I can hear. (laughs) But I need to be deliberate in my listening. I need to be purposeful in my listening. One thing that causes us grief is that when a lot of times we will react without hearing the entire story. You ever tried to explain something to somebody and before you really even got started, they had already formed an opinion about the situation with minimum facts? That's being quick to respond. That's being that's not being swift to hear. Here's what the Bible said, Proverbs eighteen thirteen. He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. So being a good listener is something we have to develop. It's something we have to work upon. And some people can't hear what they're being told because their mind's already actively planning how they're going to respond. I'm guilty of that. There's plenty of time for talking. We need to train ourselves to listen. Swift to hear. Notice what else he says. We need to be slow to speak. We seem to be producing a generation today that does not have a muffler. You ever heard that phrase, it goes in one ear and out the other? I don't think that I don't think that applies to this generation. I think it goes in both ears and comes out the tongue anymore. I like this phrase. I, I heard this years ago. Blessed is the man who having nothing to say abstains from giving evidence of the fact. I like that. Slow to speak. And you know the Bible's got so much to say about the tongue. Proverbs seventeen twenty seven, he that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Ecclesiastes 5, 2, Be not rash with thy mouth. Let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon earth. Therefore let thy words be few. Matthew 12, 36, 37, Jesus said, I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Man, how convicting that is. And by the way, those words don't necessarily have to be spoken. They could be typed out on a Facebook page. They could be put out on a Twitter. Our words are so important. There's life in the tongue. There's death in the tongue. And the Bible tells us that the mouth just speaks out what's in the heart, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, but an evil man out of evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. That's why the psalmist said, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, and keep the door of my lips. Because speaking too quickly creates real problems. You can't take those words back. So it's wise to think about it before speaking. And when you speak, make sure it's something you want to say or that needs to be said because you can't make those kind of decisions when you're quick to answer rather than being slow to speak. And let me say this, everybody's got an opinion, but everybody doesn't have to express their opinion. Sometimes saying nothing is better than saying the wrong thing. 
How about this verse? Proverbs ten nineteen. In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. I told you I've dealt with this verse my whole life. Swift to hear, slow to speak, and then James said, slow to wrath. And I believe there's a great a great connection between speech and wrath. I do. I think there I think there's a clear connection there. I read this, someone wrote this, the more of the word of truth you hear and absorb, the less irritable you are and the less you say, the less irritable you make others who have to listen to you. The more of the word of truth you hear and absorb, the less irritable you are, the less you say, the less irritable you make others who have to listen to you. You see the connection. And the Bible connects it here. Verse 20, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. He said, swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. It's like when Moses came off the mountain after he received the commandments, and he had those two tablets, and he saw the people down there turn from following God, and they're worshiping the golden calf. He broke those tables of commandments in a flash of anger. And when you and I become angry, we don't produce what God's law requires. Think on that one. Micah chapter 6 tells us that, O man, what is good and what did the Lord require thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. And most of us, when we get angry, we try to palm it off as if it's righteous indignation. But I believe if we would examine our anger spells, we would find there's not much righteousness in them. We can be angry and sin not. Because that anger is against sin, but not others. How we are living in a world right now that is just full of wrath and full of anger and full of hatred. I mean, it's dangerous to go out of the house anymore. You don't know who's going to bite your head off. Paul talked about it being one of the works of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife. Wrath is one of the works of the flesh. And it's to be put out of our life according to Ephesians 4.31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. It's got no place in the life of a child of God. Oh, Brother Jeremy, don't you ever get ill? Don't you ever get angry? Yep. I do. I think we all do, don't we? But I don't want to be. I want to be kind, tender-hearted. This world's got enough hatefulness. It's got enough anger and wrath. I decide I want. I've decided I want to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Because a person that's easily angered is destined for trouble. The Bible says this in Proverbs fourteen seventeen: He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. Foolishly. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. When a person is out of control, they often say things they shouldn't, and they often say things they really don't mean. And if we'd be honest, we'd have to admit that we sometimes do the very opposite of what James is telling us to do. We're slow to listen, we're quick to speak, and we're quick to get angry. We need more self-control. But do you know how self-control comes? Self-control comes with spirit control. And we have to yield our selves to the Holy Ghost and let Him help us respond in a way that honors the Lord. 
and be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Hey, go out today and be salt and be light. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. And this world needs some purifying. It needs some illumination. If you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose. I'm going out tomorrow and I'm going to live the Christian life. I'm going to be salt. I'm going to be light. I'm going to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Till the next Treasures Truth podcast. God bless you.